And the time to start, if you're not living your dream, is right now. Start setting goals and setting out where you set in the course of your life and setting it all up so that you get somewhere in the future. When all that comes together, something happens called fulfillment. If you are not experiencing awesomeness in every aspect of your life, it's just from an internal block or barrier disconnect that you've chosen to take on. Life is as easy or as hard as we want to make it. And I got my hands and my eyeballs and my heart around any information I could around holistic healing. And that led me down a never-ending rabbit hole of which I'm still spelunking into the depths of. I needed something like ayahuasca to really wake me up because I was very rigid and very stuck in my ways and very structured and controlling. And my first ayahuasca ceremony cracked my ego in a billion pieces. And uh, that's when I believe when you when we really follow our deepest truth, when we really follow our soul, when we really follow our true calling, the universe rises to support us moment to moment to moment. Welcome to the Holistic Health and Human Potential Podcast. I am your host, Ronnie Landis. I'm an international speaker, author of multiple books, an integrative nutritionist, a transformation and embodiment coach, and simply a man who has devoted most of my life to the study, application, and integration of human potential. And it is my biggest inspiration to bring you weekly episodes that will expand your mind challenge your paradigm, deepen your heart, and help you to embody the greatest version of yourself as I believe you are meant to do something incredible with your life and this podcast exists simply to support you on that journey. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Holistic Human Optimization Show. I'm your host as always, Ronnie Landis. What an incredible episode we have lined up for all of you today, something I've been looking forward to for quite some time, and with someone that I respect, honor, revere, adore, and uh, just have so much appreciation for from many different uh, dimensions, and uh, excited to dive into dive into that. This is Miss Katerina Satori. Katerina is a very multidimensional um you could say the word entrepreneur, but that doesn't really actually do it justice. Um, my my experience with Katerina is uh, it's it's in depth. You know, we we've been friends for quite some time. We've actually, you know, I was thinking about it leading into this call. We've known each other for definitely over three years or so, and I remember we first connected just through social media. And at that time, you were you were really focused on health and wellness as your brand, and uh, doing liver detoxing, and and I've seen you completely make um, a pivot or an evolutionary leap in terms of your own transformation, but then bringing that into your work, your branding, the message, your coaching, pro- your pro- your practice, and then we both. Um, got to share some intimate space in a mastermind program that we are a part of with Alex Moscow a little while back. Um, and so it's been a really cool to parallel and also just watch your journey. And you have made monumental, epic quantum leaps um, in ways that is very rare. Because one of the things I've noticed from you is that not only have you quantum leap, but you stabilized your quantum leap in, in growth and, and continued to leap in more direct leap in not more directions but leap in more elevations but you also have an ability to stabilize and integrate that and bring forth the wisdom and the knowledge 
um, that you've learned and that you've integrated with your audience. And I just love all the work, all the incredible messages that you bring forth. I'm always watching out for the next live video that you're doing, whether it's on astrology or mysticism or personal development or whatever it might be. There's always incredible wisdom that comes through. And it's actually been very helpful at different points in my breakdown process of the past, trying to figure out who the heck is Ronnie Landis now. Um, and it's, I've always gleamed incredible insights that just helped me get right back on track. So uh, very grateful for you. I am just soaking this goodness in. <laughs> it was such a delicious introduction. And I fully received this with, with a grateful heart, Ronnie. Thank you. You know, it's, uh, it's very special because, you know, we are peers. We are fellow visionary trailblazers. So to receive such a reflection from, from you, it's, it's a deep honor. Thank you for seeing me and speaking that out loud. Mm. And thank you for inviting. I think it's our third podcast or something like that. Uh, and uh-huh. and, uh, and I, I, I love being a guest on your show because, you know, mm. we go deep and we go um, vast as well. Yes. It's vast and deep, multidimensional. Yes, yes. Yeah, 100%. The first podcast that we ever done for this platform, I think it's episode like 46 or something. Well, this is episode 179, 78, 178. Yeah. So like, I, I, I just couldn't stop. Like I didn't even really have any like professional or, or like branding direction. I just could not stop. I just like, it's like an addiction. I just have to keep doing this and it brings immense value to people. So we've come a long way and it's always exciting to circle back around because as you know, this is not a linear journey and there's so much that happens. I mean, two years is like an eternity. Imagine what happens in the the span of a couple of days um, in, in, the visionary, the visionary world. Um, so I'd love to start us off by just talking a little bit about your journey, you know, in the last, um, yeah, just maybe more recently, like what, what I, okay, this is where I, this is how I want to kind of just form it in the form of a question. So I mentioned your original start, um, at least as far as I know, you know, focus on health and wellness and helping people optimize their physical health. Um, how and why did you make the transition from that into what you're doing now, which is quite expansive? Um, so I want to I want to just kind of hand it over to you so you can take us on that journey. Yeah, the metaphor of the onion, Ronnie, comes comes really beautifully. I felt like the health and wellness brand was born out of my own health crisis. And I was really mutating with the help of the wounded healer archetype. You know, when that archetype comes into your life, there are no if, buts, or whens. You just bow down and surrender to what that archetype will teach you. So I, I literally invited people on social media. It was before the live streams, before, you know, before all of that. I just simply let people into my life and into my process. And out of that, naturally, wellness brand was born. And it was, it was a beautiful journey, but there was a very distinct point where I felt complete. I felt complete and I wanted to un- unravel next layer 
And I started looking at people's emotional health. So it was a natural evolution from physical to emotional health. And then after that, it was went into the health of the mind. So I kept going deeper and deeper into the root of where the where the psyche gets split, where where this fragmentation happens and as within, so without. So in order to to correct our external reality, we get to go within. So I naturally would go within and I would invite uh, people who would resonate with my messages to come with me. And, you know, I gave myself ultimate permission not to apologize for my pivots, not to even explain them, but almost like, hey, guys, there's a fork on the road. I feel inspired to go here. Would you like to come with me? Let's see what kind of treasures we're going to find there. And it was all ma- all done with this playful innocence and as invitation. And I knew some part of my community will, will naturally go somewhere else and some part of my community will come with me. And, uh, and it's been, because some people still remember me from the wellness day and they still are a part of my online community. So it's beautiful because then we naturally expanded in an evolution together. Yeah, I mean, I can relate so much to that. You know, my original journey in this particular work started out very similarly. Um, and it was very, very heavily focused on holistic nutrition and living foods and eventually superfoods and herbalism and really nature-based philosophies around health and nutrition. And it's still, that's the foundation. That's what I love. I love bringing that wisdom and all those options of how to fuel and nourish yourself to people. But very similarly, I through my own journey and my own healing and my own transformation, I became very much more aware of the psycho-emotional and psycho-spiritual components and getting very deep into all manners of psychology and emotional trauma and how that affects the majority of the physical body through stress responses and, and all and you know just all that kind of thing. And so it's it's definitely been a series of many, many pivots. And then getting into a prior relationship, pivoted things where I became more interested into the dynamics and the communication dynamics and the spiritual soul karmic dynamics of relationships. Um, so it's interesting how our life experiences actually dictate our professional direction in life versus like having this idea of like, okay, I'm really passionate about this thing but maybe I don't have the the full direct experience of it. So I'm kind of leading myself towards it versus something is almost pulling me out of necessity. Um, You know, it's, it's like, what's the best way to sum that up? It's like our own experience becomes our best teacher. Right. And then it actually, the own, the internal riddle within us being like, what's our Dharma? What's our purpose? This is a question many people constantly asking themselves, right? Well, it's like, it's your life experience. It's, it's what you're actually enduring or going through right now that has the seed of the solution to that particular question, but it's something you can't force, right? You can't just like, all right, I'm going to crack that code. I'm going to crack that egg so I can get the, the magic answer to all my life questions. It's kind of like it unfolds as we're willing to go through that journey. Yeah, Ronnie, it, it's such wisdom. It's such wisdom. And, you know, I love this metaphor of seeing myself as a gardener. And it's a, it's a metaphor that is easy to grasp. You know, in the beginning of this journey, I had a plot of land, you know, not really 
metaphorically speaking, not very groomed. And I had very little skills as a gardener. So in the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, I was really collecting my tools. I'm like, what tool I am drawn to exploring that will be useful in cultivation of magnificent garden, right? And then I would plant this flower, that flower, that flower. And then soon I would just simply be intoxicated by the experience of gardening, right? By creating something out of nothing, by sharing my voice, sharing my gifts. And soon eventually these magnificent butterflies and magnificent bees start coming, right? So it's a powerful metaphor. I keep sharing this because sometimes when we're not connected to our own wisdom, to our own process, we we act like those chaotic gardeners who chase the bees or chase the butterflies. How how impactful or efficient is that? You're just going to scare everything away, right? So my focus was always, can I build or am I willing to learn how to be the most incredible devoted gardener? And then naturally this fragrance of my frequency, of my devotion, of my commitment, of my leadership will magnetize the bees, the butterflies, sometimes the the you know the hawks and the birds and hummingbirds. It's all just naturally calm. So you know we you and I were discussing about the topic of this entrepreneur of this conversation, right? The power versus force. I feel the metaphor of the garden is so so applicable here. You know, when we force and we are, we become impatient. I just planted this seed. It's been three hours. Where is that reward, right? So that impatience and what are, what do you emanate? Um, but I bet, you know, it takes time to build a good garden. It takes time and it takes experimentation, right? You learn through experiment and through experience. And ultimately surrender, there's forces in the universe, the force of wind, the force of the sun, the force of the rain. That is not up to us, no matter how great of a gardener I am. I bow down to those forces and I simply show up every day. I cultivate my seeds. I cultivate my my flowers, right? I give them energy. I give them love. And then nature takes care of the rest. This is how I see entrepreneurship now, Roni. You know, and, and, and continue to, I can go to gardening conventions. I can go to local nurseries. I can talk to my other gardeners. But ultimately, you know, you, you simply, that creative joy that comes through, you know, uh, creating something out of nothing, uh, applying creative initiative as the master teacher, Yogananda, always talks about, he says, I am a person of initiative. I can create something out of nothing, you know, and it's so spectacular. Yeah. Mm, that, that's, that's incredible. The garden metaphor is amazing because I was raised in the world of martial arts. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I was going through Japanese history, studying Bushido and the samurai ethics and the code of honor and all that, one of the interesting things was that, you know, the, the, the warrior archetype goes through stages of initiation and stages of evolution. So, you know, from that end, you got to think about the time period and everything. It's not very relatable in, in the intensity that those, those individuals live. But there was an interesting thing that kept showing up, which was that when the warrior kind of fought all the wars, fought all the duels, all the battles, proved himself, and if he was still alive, he would end up getting into the arts like calligraphy and getting into gardening. Or if he was evolved enough, that would be something that he would be doing 
while also, you know, in that, 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 you know, the, you know, war or whatever, and they would actually use it as an act of meditation, you know, how you can be fierce and action orientated and taking massive action in one dimension of your life, but you can also be as focused and gentle and refined and careful and, and detail orientated in the garden, right? So you're not going to be taking that, that sword and chopping through the weeds, so to speak. There's a, there's a refinement, there's a presence, there's, there's, you know, taking our time, slowing down, paying attention to the details and being in this, this active meditation with life in general, right? And that's kind of the counterbalance of those two forces, because if we have the force of massive action, then, you know, just like all of us have been through, you're going to burn yourself out. We're not, our system is not, is not really designed to take on that much intensity without the counterbalance of relaxation, rest, envisioning. And I think what, where I want to go with that is I want to, um, I want to ask you about your interpretation of what being a, being a conscious and visionary entrepreneur is in this day and age, because we, we've all been exposed to the model of like the hustle and grind and get it done. And if it's to be, it's up to me. And all of that is implicable, but it's not the complete story. And so I want to get your perspective on what does it mean to be a conscious entrepreneur. And I, and I want to preface this too, because not everyone listening to this show may, may identify themselves as an entrepreneur. So I want to help those people understand that this is not just an occupation. This is more of a vocational direction that you define for yourself. So much there, Ronnie, so much. I would say uh, there's a quantum leap of consciousness um, that occurs or you find yourself um, after you genuinely seek that leap. You know, it doesn't randomly fall on your head. <laughs> so after you like, make it, the only way is up to me. You know, you and I have been, been through that. And it was useful to a point, you know, it was a useful experience to a point. And then eventually, you know, um, you get through a lot of purification of your consciousness, initiations, alchemical mutations, and you get into surrender. And you, are, you go through this great mystery of the void initiation when you're not in emptiness and whatever concepts that you had about you are the creator of your reality gets really challenged at the core level. And then you, you in this deep humility, arrive to this quantum illumination that there is a time to make a choice, that you have an opportunity to surrender your personal will into the will of the whole, right? You know, you and I both uh, appreciate the, the teachings of Richard Rudd, the Jinkies, right? The synthesis of all this wisdom teachings, they say it's, you know, it's an it's a evolutionary leap where you say, okay, I have my personal will. I have my dynamic will. I also have, there's also such an experience as divine will or the will of the, of the whole, right? And then it's special fragments of your aura. You begin to emanate where everything you do is ultimately in deep trust that whatever shows up in your reality, if you truly live in alignment and in service to the will of the whole, 
for the benefit of the, you know, so that's the, that's the embodiment of unity consciousness, right? And that's what I would say uh, defies a conscious entrepreneur, a awakened soul who is here operating through the unity consciousness, then naturally any chasing or hustling, those experiences become inefficient and really chaotic. So you notice so much faster or the cost of falling out of rhythm. You know, there is a natural rhythm of the universe. There's a natural flow. And instead of pushing the flow or forcing your, your personal will, you begin to listen more. And you begin to realize the art of doing nothing and accomplishing everything, right? You know what Lao Tzu taught. So you begin to synthesize the ancient teachings with the modern science. And, you, you know, you become the living code. You know that your purpose and your contribution, it's not what you do. It's how you do it. It's the quality of the consciousness that you bring. And then that carries through every offering, through every program you create, through every live event that you bring, you ultimately, you, you open your eyes that people really come because of quality of your consciousness, no matter what you offer. So that, that, that's, that's a beautiful leap and you begin to relax deeper into your experience. You begin to chase even less you begin to become curious about your own blueprint, your own design, right? So maybe the teachings of human design on the jinkies find you naturally, right? And you begin to uh, you begin to flow with the current, right? So I, I would say that's the that's the biggest one, you know. And and then everything becomes easier in a way because you you don't resist the flow you trust the void whenever that comes you're like oh i am being invited to the great rebirth again instead of in the beginning the first void the first emptiness you're like disoriented and traumatized like a frog in a in a, in a basket of butter you're trying to leap out right and now you just float like in the flotation tank you're like rebirth me great spirit it's time for mutation so so these i feel the conscious entrepreneurship is a is a great great movement it can be you know to create something out of nothing to trust your soul gifts to find your place in the symphony of life to find your own instrument to learn your own song and to offer that song for the benefit of all this is magnetic this is um, electrifying not electrifying but this is enchanting in a way right and it's um it is so beautiful so then the vision of the of the synergy, right? That we all serve the same source. That's another, I would say, distinction of conscious entrepreneurship. Always a question for me, do I serve the little self, the ego, or do I serve the source? When I choose to serve the source, then I see no competition at all. Everybody like you and I serve the same source. The way we do it may be a little bit different or a lot different, doesn't matter. We serve the same consciousness, we serve the same goal. So collaborations, finding your allies, all of that comes together following the quantum leap of surrendering your personal agenda, your personal will into the will of the whole. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, there, there's so many, so many distinctions, so many insights about everything that you're sharing. It's um, 
this this idea of serving the same source is very powerful and it takes time to really to really understand and then to really live it you know because we all we, we're surrounded by spiritual motifs social motifs socially engineered ideas um you know, that we kind of all just were raised with, you know, like one of them is like time is money. I think that's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Um, but you know, it's, it's, that's an example of like these built in adopted phrases that actually imbue a type of meaning that operate, that affect our operating system. It affects our perception, our, our ability to filter relevant versus non-relevant information in our own life experience, in our own goals, our own desires. And it can mess us up if we don't do the the earnest self-investigation, which ultimately, in my experience, leads us to that one source that you're talking about. So that's why this is such an interesting thing, because as an entrepreneur, as someone surrounded by what many people would call competitors in multiple industries, um, I've never really ever seen it that way because I've always been more of the inclusive type. I ha- I have, I'm a student and a teacher. And the more I become a teacher, the more I need to be a student. So there, there is, and that's why I love this podcast. And that's probably why I am so obsessed with doing these interviews on and on and on. I don't have any particular business agenda or brand agenda. It just kind of is a living thing in of itself. And it calls me to bring people like yourself on when maybe I could be doing more income earning activities. Okay, great. Yeah. But you know what? It's like, I just have to follow that divine inspiration and know that I'm in my dharma, I'm in my purpose, I feel excited and ignited, and I'm also getting a teaching from this while broadcasting this to other people. I'm receiving what I need in the moment as well, and we get to collaborate, and it empowers you, it empowers me, empowers both of our audiences. Now we create something much greater than we previously had, and um, and it serves the same source. I love that. I, I think that's such a, just such a powerful emphasis, you know, because there's so much, um, I won't go too long, but there's just so much squabbling I've found. There's so much petty concerns and worrisomeness around things that realistically don't even matter. And if someone actually sat with themselves long enough, they would realize like, wow, that was an epic waste of energy and time to even be entertaining such things. Um, when the truth of the matter is everything that you just said is that there's no competition. Yeah. Is there like being discerning? Yes. I've learned that. Is there like, okay, I need to like, I have to have boundaries and filters because people are crazy and they're in their own trip. Yes. I got, I've learned that, but ultimately who, how am I, what's my relationship? So this is what I'm getting to. And we're going to get into everything else too. What's my relationship with thyself? Because it always comes back to that, right? Like I'm the common denominator in all of my experiences. So what's my relationship with myself? And how is that being reflected by said influences outside of me? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm curious how our viewers loving this because, oh, I see. I see so many people are, are watching. I am, I am receiving so much from this from this exploration, Ronnie, and um, I see I see why you feel inspired to create these containers. They're containers for exploration and um, and expansion. 
you know, and it's, and it serves life. Life always supports what serves life, you know? So it's, it's so powerful because then once you make that quantum leap, you are naturally going to attract other true allies, you know, like I have Marcy Locke, my true ally, Ivan de la Flor, my true ally, like the pillars of divine feminine leadership in my life who, you know, who see me so deeply and I see them so deeply and it's so effortless to create with them because there is no jealousy, there is no competition, there is no, none of that because, you know, once you reach this level of like, it's all one. So whatever I do to others, I literally do to myself you know, in whatever I give to others, I literally give to myself. So you'll naturally become more and more generous. You know, I, I, I really believe generosity is the most powerful vibration. You know, sometimes people will tell me, Katarina, you're doing so many live streams. Nobody is going to hire you because you give everything for free. I was like, you know what? I am so glad. I'm so it is always going to be 80% of what what I do or 70% of what I do is free for all, you know, and it's so beautiful that not only people, more people would hire me consistently and my, my, my students continue to, to re-enroll in my classes and the highest rate of my private clients returning to me again and again is because I create this, you know, you are free being. If you'd like to be a part of it, I am welcome you. If you don't, if you are drawn to something else, of course go. So there is no like attachment or weird cleaning or fear. There is generosity. There is inclusiveness, right? There is this, you know, I love the metaphor of the sun. Richard Rudd brought this. And I'm, I'm deeply into the teachings of Peter Dunov. He is the great master from Bulgaria. Um, and Albert Einstein, Einstein said, everybody washes, worship is me, but I worship at the feet of the Peter Dunov. So, uh, you know, I'm a Slavic soul. I come from, from Russia, from that lineage. So I, I went to those, um, it's called esoteric teachings of the Slavic lineage. But the metaphor they keep sharing is that be like a sun, you know, generous warm, shining on all. The sun doesn't discriminate. Oh, I gave too much of my rays today. Nobody's going to appreciate me. I'm going to reel one ray back, right? <laughs> it is just so unconditional. Be like a sun. And I took that as a, as a core of my business ethics, you know, as a, as a core of my you know, the more I, it's like a self-generating, self-regenerating thing, you know? So it's, it's, it's beautiful. But just like Byron Katie teaches, another of my favorite teachers, she says, don't pretend yourself beyond your evolution. So it's something that you sit with and mutate and evolve and allow that kind of a detonation of your consciousness to occur because, you know, the more you know yourself, the more you look at the nature of the reality, the more you study universal laws, wisdom teachings, right? And so those of you guys who are present during this interview, I wanted to honor you for taking the time to, to dove deep into this conversation, but it's a natural result, you know, natural results. So for some people, you know, it's still a stretch to see, to see this, you know, like operating from unity consciousness, but you're willing to explore that, you know, trust yourself. Don't pretend yourself beyond your evolution. I really love that, you know, and, uh, 
but eventually just making your steps and, and say, what if I give, what if I share my voice without any attachment, without any insistence, without any comparison, simply for the joy of it. And joy is contagious, you know? So if it is your desire to serve, if it is your de- true desire to serve, trust that in the time of this great evolutionary change, higher consciousness, the source, will find your, uh, your availability very useful. There is never a lack of opportunity for service, right? So, so if that is at the core of your business, at the core of your entrepreneurship, you're always going to be useful. You're always going to have opportunity to show up, to serve, to, um, to empower and to shine. But I, I would love to have that metaphor. So we have two metaphors. First was the garden. Now is like the sun, right? That we, you know, we continue to shine and, and, and bring that warmth. You know, when the sun shines, you just, you just go, you bask in the, in the, in the sun's rays, right? Yeah, that, that, that in of itself is a bit of a, a journey that I, that we could take in of that metaphor. And um, so, so one thing I heard was that generosity is generative. Yeah. It's built Ooh. into the world, just like, you know, okay, this is interesting. So just the etymology of things is really interesting. So hydrogen being like the key molecule in water is a generator of hydration. That's how I break it down for people to like get like understand like the so the word gen means to generate so generosity is a generative thing meaning the more generous you are within your own capacity I think that was an important thing you you kind of alluded to you don't stretch yourself beyond your own ability to give if you haven't learned to if you can't receive but that's actually what creates the infinity wellspring of more to come. That's, and this is the, the ultimate irony and paradox of the whole scarcity movement of society is like, it's a complete, um, it's a complete contradiction to how nature actually works. I think one of the things that we're talking about is getting back into becoming a natural human being. That's the foundation of my work in the health and wellness world is like actually getting into eating habits that eventually connects you to nature so you can become more natural as a human being and understand like who and what you really are beyond the food, right? That's just the access point. So it's like in this, like, what is it like to be a, to be a natural, authentic, organic entrepreneur, right? And so I think that's a pretty interesting, that's an interesting little thing in of itself. Oh, I, I love that you highlighted that, Ronnie. That's exactly because, you know, you and I were b- both sharing the same topics on eradicating poverty consciousness like right. the same day. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> without, 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 you know, knowing, uh, but infinite mind knows. And it, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's, um, it's, this, it's this beautiful experience, right, where you... You simply, you know, yeah, I'm like, it's a yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, that's, that's perfect. Cause I want to, I want to go into um, the depth of what we originally talked about um, before we got onto this call. I want to, so there's an interesting context I want to lead into just for my personal awareness. So I was sharing with you that my, my partner, Solara Rose, um, her coming into my life recently 
has been, I mean, it's been the most monumental thing in, in my entire existence. But, but one of the things that came out of relevancy to this is that, you know, talking about power versus force, masculine, feminine dynamics, one of the things I have noticed in entrepreneurship um, is that there's a ton of women that are finding their power and they're operating in a different modality or a different way and they're creating massive results, like results that actually doesn't even make sense, you know, from a prior model. And Solara is one of these people. She just commands abundance. She has no issue whatsoever around money and value and exchange. She just commands what she wants and it happens and I'm watching it. And, and so, A, so grateful that, I, that we came together. B, um, it's been inspiring to me, but also slightly confronting, not her, but, but for me and myself to realize, okay, I've had certain limitations about what is possible based on the way that I've operated or based on how I've operated, particularly as a very type A man, and also feeling that there's a different way to operate, but not quite sure, how do I do that? I see her doing it and it's amazing, right? But it's like, so there's an interesting pivot that I'm now experiencing and morphing into um, through that. And it's definitely, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's more stepping into a deeper core power that's an emanation and it's a magnetic energy versus the masculine electric energy, which is just external, 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 now it's more to it's not just internal, but it's a magnetic field that's being created. So the polarities can integrate and have true power versus like forcing electrical stimulus out into the world and then, you know, uh, you know, you know, burning out the, the system. So uh I so let's let's talk about power versus force and um yeah, your whole your whole your whole perspective around that. Ooh. You know, we hear feminine rising, divine feminine rising, or divine feminine descending, the spirit of Shekinah, the Holy Spirit, which is divine feminine. So I feel there is this new current. It's already here. It's awakening within ourselves. It's descending from above into the vehicles that are willing to receive this new encoding. So you're receiving it from your partner. What a beautiful blueprint because even proximity of the auras, right? And you, you, you're learning through, through watching and it's, and that there is no coincidence as why women are literally rising and becoming this living blueprint. And, um, you know, as a woman, as I chose this vehicle for the incarnation for a reason, right? I, what I'm observing, Ronnie, is there's a shift happening from two power archetypes because we're constantly re-evaluating our relationship with our power, right? And we're trying these different archetypes or sometimes they just, they just begin to emerge from within us without our conscious permission or inquire. They're like, it's time for you to get to know me right now. So I was in the process of shifting in between two power archetypes. First one was a producer. When you were talking about the warrior and the samurai, had years of really being in my warrior archetype. And I thought that was my ultimate power 
you know, this me as a warrior, warrior archetype. Little did I know how limited that experience was. So then I shifted to the producer archetype, right? So pr producer, producer, producer. And then this new archetype uh, entered creatrix. And the distinction between the two, creatrix, I almost see her as a great um, spirit of a spider, you know, when, when the spider is, is such a beautiful almond, you know, if you look at the spider medicine, is a grandmother spider, right, that, that weaves, that constantly weaves these beautiful connections and a beautiful symmetry and geometry, right? And it, it has its wisdom when it waits and it takes a natural pause and it has a very natural rhythm. So creatrix creates in cycles you know when it when a, when a woman or gives create uh, creatrix entrepreneur gives birth to a vision it takes the time to nurture that vision to also take care of her body by giving you know it's a metaphorical birth but it's just as real as giving a birth to a baby it's just it's your creative vision so i've never you know so you naturally begin to learn to trust the cycles of creation the cycles of regeneration and also the cycle of absolute stillness and incubation right and you learn a new rhythm so it was, it's so powerful, Ronnie, because sometimes I, I will be in my integration cycle, an incubation cycle, and it can last, you know, three days, sometimes a week. And my old producer mind would hate that. I would be like, I am not being useful. I am not being productive. I am not being efficient. And I would like run my, run myself into the rut. Eventually I've learned to surrender, re recognize a new archetype coming. And when I start honoring these great cycles of integration, um, when I would be in them, I would gather and harness so much power. True power harness in stillness, in solitude, in contemplation, in devotion, right? Then just like a rubber band, you know, in my integration time, I would stretch within and I would go really, really internal. And then when I would feel new current, time to action, I would sprint and I I would accomplish a work of five people in like a day. And it was done through absolute flow, joy, and ease. Because I've built up and harnessed enough spiritual power within me that I'm like a skillful boxer. One move, boom, and it's a knockout, right? So it's, it's, a, it's a new rhythm of being. I would say, and this, and it's a very magnetic power, just like you, just like you said, it's super magnetic because in the time of my incubation and integration, I tend to my flowers. I am in the garden. I'm doing all these activities that really delight my feminine heart, my feminine soul. And then when integration feels complete, I go in and I call in my inner masculine to, to, to initiate, to take action. So I create for both, Right. Um, but ultimately, my inner masculine serves my inner feminine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So here, this is this is this is something I want to share. So this is um, this is such a great experience for me that I'm in it right now. So it's such a great point in the conversation. So what I've what I've been witnessing inside of myself is that yes, there's an encoding, there's an activation, unlike anything else. There's like the spontaneous emergence 
of what I could not do through all the work that I've been doing over the years, but bumping up against that last 5% and just like, almost like in a darkness, like, man, like, okay, I know everything I need to know, but I can't seem to find the door, like where I can feel it. I can feel it. I just can't keep bumping my head. And so, you know, one of the things that I tuned into, I think it was yesterday or maybe it was this morning was the dynamic change with the polarities where like my prior, what was confronting for me originally was this sense that like, as a man, I need to provide, I need to take care of this, that, that. And usually that's typically associated financially. So there was like a little bit, there wasn't any stress, but there was a little bit of like, okay, like there's a little bit of weight, right? But then as the dynamic shifted, I started to realize that's not necessarily what's happening here. What's actually happening is that I get to expand my capacity to hold a greater field for this being's natural emanation that's coming through already, but it's a complementary addition opposed to two individuated beings that are just doing their own thing. Because that could just breed some kind of unconscious competition or, or unworthiness, right? So it shifted from me looking at a little bit of that unworthiness and shifting into like ultimate worthiness, which is like, I get to hold this, this being's greatness. I get to be that masculine container and yeah, I'll do my own thing, but who cares? Like, it's like, that's not that it's the unification. It's the un, the union consciousness that's emerging. So that, that right there, and then that creates, then you have electricity and magnetism. And then all of a sudden when that union comes together, it's electromagnetism, which is the most powerful force in the universe. So that whole thing just I just wanted to I just wanted to share that. It's so exciting, Ronnie. I love that. Yes, this is the this is the new paradigm of divine unions that you and I chatted about before we, we started this live stream. You know, this is the new blueprint. This is the new blueprint and exactly what you said, who cares? Like who adds what, you know, you dance, this beautiful dance. It's almost like, you know, when you are on the dance floor, let's say it's a ballroom dancing, it is so much more fun to dance with a complimentary partner, right? Who can, ma- who can match the, your, your freedom of movement and your presence and everything. And this is what's, what I would say is evolution, you know, of, 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 of unions and, and partnerships it is that is it's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's incredible. I mean, there's so much, there's so much to that. And I think, so bringing it back to the power versus force for anyone that doesn't know that that term was originally coined in a book called power versus force by Dr. David Hawkins. And that's where I originally found that about 10 years ago, brilliant book, especially for the more analytical minded. That's a really great book to serve you in just understanding calibration and, and energy dynamics. And, and, you know, from very, like a very, um, very psychological perspective, but then now what we're talking about is, is going a little bit further into the embodiment. And I, and I want to kind of get your perspective on how that concept is interwoven and translatable to all of the areas of our life. Cause I could easily sit here and talk about my perspective around health and wellness and why that, that exact formula is key and critical 
for your health and your wellness and your emotional and psychological and physiological health. Like that's so obvious to me, but I want to hear from you. You know, we talked a little bit, the unification of relationships, then there's a unification with you and your vocation or your business, right? You merge, become one, right? It's its own living energy. Um, so yeah. Yeah. There is a great power in, um, in harnessing, like I shared stillness and you, you, you become more precise, you know, you like, for some reason, all these power animals arise in this conversation. I, I see a panther, you know, like a panther, when a panther hunts, you know, or makes a move, it's a very precise, very, you know, without disrupting the harmony of the jungle, you know, it's so, we can learn so much from the animals instead of force chasing, you know, things and disrupting the harmony of the, of the universe. So force doesn't feel good. It just doesn't, you know, you know, inside when you're forcing things, it feels icky. It feels like I'm not, I'm not in alignment. So when you find yourself in force, the best way is to reel your energy back in and go connect with nature, listen to the sounds of nature, learn to recognize the rhythm of nature. And even if it looks like your journey is going to take longer, you know, it may take longer in the beginning where you fine-tune your rhythm, fine-tune your antenna, but then you become this fine-tuned antenna for these highly inspiring ideas and visions to naturally magnetize to you. So ultimately at the end, that only appears that sometimes it takes a little bit longer to fine tune. You know, that's why don't pretend beyond your evolution. If it takes time to fine tune you so you can hear these inspirations and you trust your visions and you take your steps. But ultimately it's, it's returning to simplicity like Richard Rudd talks about, uh, a true prosperity comes through simplicity, contribution, and generosity. So w- when it ties in into business, you know, like I watch what works in my business and I do more of that. And if something doesn't work or doesn't bring me joy or fulfillment, I don't force it. You know, I'm like, this is not my, my, my way of doing it. That's okay. I'm going to release it. So find what works, find what naturally flows. The power versus force. Power is ability to see where the natural current is. Ability to hear the natural, tra- natural um, I like to call it ability to hear the pulse of the collective. You know, attuning, like Ronnie, specific example. I did a live stream on the poverty consciousness, eradication of the consciousness. And one of the viewers said, Karina, I would love next, you know, maybe next course you can teach about mastery of language. I don't discard that as just a simple comment from one of my viewers. I literally hear the voice of source giving me a clue what is the community is looking for the next piece, the next piece, the next piece. So I take that as a precious offering from the community, as a pulse from a community. I write it in my journal. I said, yes, spirit, this is next. I will offer it next. So, you know, you're listening for the feedback from the quantum universe. So it requires true power is to steal the noise that comes from force. Force is always noisy. 
you know, you're running around, you feel like you're productive, you're doing your calendars book to the brim, but you're like a hamster, your conscious hamster, right? <laughs> you know, you go to networking events and there's always this, you know, I remember myself in that phase, Ronnie, it's very humbling where I didn't even realize how much agenda were behind my reaching out to somebody, uh, let's connect. And there's a deep agenda underneath that. So none of those connections would all, bring to any good. Because on a subconscious level, people feel the agenda. So it was a purification of my ego, purification of my agenda, letting go of all of that and coming from deep humility, like literally starting my day with prayer, spirit, take command of my will, of my words, of my actions, of my thoughts, guide every step I take. It's like this every single day, you know, you show up with deep humility and deep availability, no agendas transparency you know and if i reach out to somebody right now i'm like hi i love the work that you're doing this is why i reach out this is my intention of reaching out to you and saying super congruent right and people respect that people love the direct communication authentic straight talk right and people like take you um I don't, I don't want anybody to take me seriously. Please take me playfully, right? But it, but it, it what sets you apart is your transparency. And the more I would lean into transparency, the more I would attract other transparent souls. And it just, you, be, you begin to move through your business, you, to move through your inspirations in a very clean way. You know, and it doesn't matter if, you know, when I announce a program, Ronnie, I don't really, it doesn't matter. It's not up to me how many people will join. For me, it's always create the most rich in learning environment, the most vibrant garden, and then trust that, you know, whoever is drawn to that, this is precisely the people, there's precisely the number of people. It's divine perfection, but it takes that unity consciousness and that omniscient view to see that, There is a divine will. There is a divine plan, and I am part of it. I am not calling the shots. That takes humility, right? But it also comes with great relaxation into your life. You know, you naturally let go of these stressed, addicted behaviors, you know, way of manipulating your reality, hacking your reality. You just let go of all of that. You're like, I I am not interested in solving three. I'm literally bowing down to mystery. Wow. Wow. That, that right there is the, the winning formula for, for everything. You know, I talk to a lot of clients. I've worked with clients that, um, health and wellness clients that have had every ailment most people can imagine. I've had people with stage three, stage four cancer of many different kinds show up on my doorstep. I've assisted people in transitions, like light, like transition from this world to the next, um, in family members. I've just been put in a lot of very interesting situations. Um, and one thing that's dawned on me that's allowed me to really truly serve and support people is the willingness to let go of me needing to know the exact answer to that person's situation. I can, I, I have the tools and I know how to organize the tools, but ultimately that person's healing is between them and God. 
I, I can't say that for that person. I can't say that this diet or this lifestyle or whatever is going to be the exact thing. I can say it's going to be a, it's going to be an access point, but I can help you assist you through it, but I can't make the decision for you. And I don't know what's in your heart. I don't know what's in, in, I don't know what your, your destiny is from that perspective. So it's, it's, it's an interesting, um, humility process because one of the things that came up for me a lo- along that journey was a palpable feeling of doubt mm-hmm. and doubt that I had all the answers a doubt that I really could, could, um, could really show up fully as much as my talent and my skill and my potential would allow me. Um, but then I realized the doubt was actually a good feedback system because it actually, it, it indicated a level of humility right versus like pretending like there's no doubt so you become overconfident and then that's how people actually can get wound up on the wrong path like if i'm so certain this is the thing and even though your guidance is telling you that it's not if i'm just hammering you with this and telling you that you're wrong and you need to do things my way that that's um that's i mean not only is that a hor- that's not a great karmic thing to do. Um, but that's just not, that's, that's obviously not the right path. That's not the path of service. That's self-service ego service. I, I'm so, so glad you brought this up. Yeah, this is, this is really comes, comes through, you know, um, what, what is true guidance, Ronnie? What is true guidance? True guidance is literally just create an environment where people feel, inspired they feel um to look within so honestly all we can do is to point i'm like hey i am not the answer i'm not the solution you are you know and um of course i'm coming back to richard rod jinky seven Mm. uh, life's work which is guidance right and he talks about it he says a true guidance is not to guide and i was like this is so powerful and he says um a good teacher will do everything in his or her power to keep his students. An excellent teacher will do everything in his power to get rid of the students. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I thought it was wow. so brilliant, you know, because it's ultimately, ultimately, yeah, giving people all the tools so, so they become mm-hmm. a that self-leadership, self-empowerment, self-mentorship, right? Where you, where people are so, that's why you and I were both so into our tools, right? Because when you give people a tool and give a, you know, simple instruction, how to use that tool, your, your heart is at peace because you know, okay, they, they know how to lean into maybe, maybe I get to encourage them a little bit more with this, but ultimately, you know, they're going to be okay. They have that internal guidance system and that's power. That's true empowerment. Right, that you know, if today is my last day on this earth, I I'm at peace knowing that I I left no stone unturned. I shared all my tools, and then ultimately, you know, it's up to people. Right, and that brings it back to the one source. You know, because why are we doing any of this anyways? You know, it's it's to give our gifts fully and let the cards fall where they may be. It's not up to us what people do or what they don't do. And that's obviously a challenge with any 
entrepreneur, any coach in particular that, you know, you have a heart to serve and you want people to get the most out of what you're offering. But ultimately, again, that's between them and themselves. Like that's not my responsibility. And I can only create the opening. I can create the, the facilitation. I can create the group or the coaching context or the, the course or the event or whatever. But then I have to let go of any preconceived expectations because I don't want to attract codependent clients or students or, or, um, whatever. Like I don't, I, that's not why I'm here. And that, and that's also one of the challenges that all of us go through at some point, I think is that there does, there are these phases of attract. I'd like to just get your kind of final perspective on this because you've evolved so much in what you're not just what you're offering, but what you're attracting as well, which I really, really admire. Um, so my feeling is that all of us go through certain phases where we are attracting, I guess, quality of people. And I don't want to say that in the sense of like one's better than the other. Um, but let's just say people that are at different um, junctions of the journey. Different emotional awareness, different mental and, and spiritual awareness, different awareness, different levels of codependency, codependency versus interdependency, and so as we're moving through that, or as you've let me let me just focus it on you. As you've moved through that, however that's looked like for you, I'd love for you maybe share your perspectives around that and what what in what a, maybe a progressive evolutionary process going from like. Attract, and this can be used by anything. It doesn't have to be just in your life relationships. Let's say that you want to attract your life partner. Well, guess what? You're going to go through stages. Yes. So, uh, yeah. I love this question, Ronnie, because you know I just recently uh, shared the post about the dreadful moment of empty coaching practice. <laughs> I, I there was a there was three times three experiences and only in the hindsight I see the wisdom of that great spirit literally would wipe out all the clients that I felt that I was complete my service to them was complete it was like a it was like a cleansing rain just and they all gone and then you sit in emptiness you sit in the great mystery you, you recommit the path to service and you go through the alchemy of your own consciousness. And then there is always a moment of courage. There is always a moment of great risk that you mutate out of that emptiness and you say, if, if I really dare to serve in a bigger way, what would I offer next? And you may, I, 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 every time I would shake in my boots, metaphorically speaking, but I would come out of that great emptiness with a new invitation, a new signal, a completely different, more daring vibration. You know, I would let go of the stories, you know, and I would just like, what would I dare to create? You know, and I would sit with that. I would sit with that. Sometimes I would go into the flotation tank and I would float in the sea salt just to, you know, tap into that genius, incredible, brilliant vision. And then I would commit to it wholeheartedly. And I would say, even if nobody steps into this new offering, I feel incredibly empowered because it took so much courage to even bring it forth. And that was my definition of success. You know, I was like, all I'm being asked is to say yes to this next level of brilliance and to be first 
somebody has to go first, leaders go first. So I go first as this new fractal of this new path, right? As a, as a pioneer, and I stand there, and through the power of my heart, through the magnetism of my heart, these souls show up. And it is incredible, you know, whether it's I reinvent right now, I'm going through this process again, Roni. Um, I feel incredibly blessed, incredibly strong with my group offerings. You know, they always get filled naturally, no chasing, no hustling, no like, it's just natural people come. Like I am shifting, I, I ask what is the most efficient and effective way for me to serve on one-on-one, on one-on-one level, right? And like this new archetype, I feel it. I feel like there's a new archetype that I get to serve. And my language of how I describe the true power of the work, it all shifts and mutates and allow and I allow it to mutate. So I would say it's always been like that. You know, you I would listen to this new sense of um, new calling, the new opportunity, the new, and it's probably, and it's most likely because the collective shifts, there are so many people awakening and, and rising up in consciousness. And I'm like, well, if who is the most probable person I could make the biggest impact? Remember that question from Alex Mosco that we both learned. And for me, it's a balance. I love the group work. I always going to do the group work. I, I love that. I think it's very, very powerful. And, you know, the one-on-one clients, one-on-one containers, that will continue to evolve. And it's always will have the sense of vulnerability in the sense of, you know, I'm inviting, I'm, I'm inviting I'm not running after anybody. I'm not convincing somebody to step into working with me. That's like old scarcity vibration. You know, it's more, you know, if I speak, if I speak authentically, if I speak my truth, you know, I let go of all the formulas, I will go of all equations, of all agendas, and I simply be the vessel of invitation to this person. Um, they will recognize that mastery recognizes mastery only hundred percent of the time. So if in the past, you know, when I wasn't this level of awareness, I would just simply tend to my garden. Once again, you know, like if I didn't feel masterful at something, I would take it as my absolute responsibility to become so masterful in my craft, to become so committed that, you know, the energy that I bring, it's, it's just you like, you know, where you see, where you go to a dance performance and you look at the contemporary dance and you're just enchanted. You're like, whoa, this, how, what is possible to create with a human body, right? But you don't see the 20 years of training for that one leap across the stage to occur. So I see our work is the same way. 20 years of your work, of inner work, 20 years of my work, right? And then you you stay in humility, you stay in service, and you continue to share, like, who would I love to serve? Who would I really feel inspired? And it was a big, big evolution for me, Ronnie, when I stopped looking for people that I can inspire. I do this naturally for free, 80% of the time, right, <laughs> of, my, of my live streams. But I'm like, if I channel my life force into this intimate relationship such as mentorship, there's going to be one key, key, um, requirement. I am already inspired by this person, you know, so that really shifts in everything. You know, if I, if I say yes to a mentorship uh, relationship with a client, I say, am I inspired by you? 
Am I inspired by you being impact driven, like really being brave, really being humble? Those, you know, those three really being devotional in your heart. So, because it's, it's then natural inspiration of like, I want to, you know, it's, it's so much fun to be in that relationship when you are inspired by somebody already. And then you take them through acceleration, agility, expansion, right? It's a very different conversation than trying to wake somebody's soul gifts. That is one level, right? And there's some people who are really, really good at that. You know, for me, I find that, you know, I have divine power and divine wisdom as two soul signatures, so it's, it's just better when I focus on somebody to accelerate, to expand, right? Than just to take a, give a little nudge. So that's also comes from knowing your own soul gifts and having very strong allies in your life who can be powerful mirror. Because sometimes it takes an, an, an ally somebody who's on the same leadership level as you to actually realize your own, your own gifts, you know, because we're like fish in water. We have so many tools, so many gifts. You're like, is that my gift? You're like, yeah, that is your gift. <laughs> have you find this to be true in your life? Uh, 100%, 100%. I mean, yeah, the, it, it, yeah, be, that's one of the reasons I'm so attracted to collaborating with other people because there's there's so many different world leading thought leaders that I never would have gotten access to if it weren't for the podcast. And then you know, like Richard Rudd, I've had three different interviews with him. I wouldn't. What what would be the reason that we would connect? Yeah. Right? Like, why would he connect with me, just a total stranger at the time? But then I invited to do a podcast, which was in service of his message. And then all of a sudden he's going all over my YouTube channel and then checking me out. And then all of a sudden we become good friends. And now he's, you know, he's a colleague and someone that I can reach out to anytime I need, you know, it's like, so that kind of thing is something that I'm always going after. And one of the things to your question that I thought of was that, um, because it's most present for me right now, like Solara coming into my life has done all of that. Like it's, it's like, the reflection of a woman that's so powerful, so in her solid, congruent, aligned design and living it and bringing her gifts to the world and the amount of love that is being showered on me all the time. There's moments where like my capacity, my my receptivity capacity, I'm just like, whoa, what's this feeling I'm having? And then I'm like, oh, oh, I get it. Like it's, I've never, ever experienced this depth and this like, this type of like, um, you know, praise from someone like this, especially from the opposite sex. So in that dimension of my life, it's expanded me and, and opened me up. And, and now I get to look at little spaces inside of myself that I get to love and actually bring out to the, bring more out to the surface. Um, it's the same thing with like business collaboration. I mean, that, that particular area is like, that ain't, that's like nothing, you know, that's like, that's a whole, that, that particular area of life is unlike anything else, but it's helping me now see myself at another level by being seen by somebody so powerful who sees not only where I'm at and loves me for who I am, but also sees the full depth and expansion of my own, my own potential. So it actually helps me naturally effortlessly live more into that. And it all's at the root of it, the power of generosity. Bam. Right. Right. 
it's it's being like that sun that you know you don't count how many rays that you released today oops one more extra ray gotta reel it back nobody's gonna hire me too many rays (laughs) (laughs) you like let me just blast that warmth and that sunshine and and then you naturally discover the power of of, of, of wisdom when you get to be like a moon, right? Mm. And into the moon and you go within and you and you nurture your inner reality with the moon beams. Mm. Mm. The sun and the, and the moon are the greatest archetypes of the divine masculine, divine feminine. The light and the moon, we require both. Right. We require both. My goodness, this is like such a divine conversation, Ronnie. Yes. Wow. And I see there's so many. Ooh, and you know what? Who is here? Alex Moscow? Oh, is he watching? Wow, Alex, he's watching us. We were dropping the quotes by you, the questions by you. Yeah, Alex was the one who said, who is the most probable person you can make the biggest impact? Always stayed with me that question. Mm. Because there is a wisdom of of having that digging deep. Yeah. You know, because in our DNA, we have those sacred soul agreements. Mm. You know? Like the, the moment I stopped, I stopped forcing and yeah. I calling my sacred soul agreements with the people, either whether it's allies, partnerships, clients, relationships, you know, you, you, you send that powerful signal and magnetic frequency of devotional love. And then, you know, that prayer is always answered. That prayer is always answered. If you genuinely desire to be of service, you will always have plenty of opportunities to be useful in this universe, right? Oh, I was on mute. 100%. I think it's important for people to understand that God's delays are not God's denials. And things don't happen on my timeline typically. So that's where the, where the trust and surrender comes in. But it's like not from a place of like I'm afraid I'm not going to get it. So I'm just going to surrender as a tactic or a strategy. It's, it's, it's an understanding of universal law. It's an understanding of nature. It's an understanding that like, you know, my impatience isn't going to get me anywhere any quicker. So let me let go and do something else, something else that ignites me, that brings me joy, that brings me power, inspiration. Um, Let me, let me, yeah, let me change the channel. And then oftentimes things will happen when we take our attention off it. You know, it's it's an interesting dance and conversation in and of itself. One of the things you mentioned, Alex, and I just want to say this, um, I remember we were in a circle during one of his masterminds and, you know, we're going around the circle and telling each person immediately what we see in them. And I'll never forget this. I was sitting there and I was going through some pretty interesting stuff in my life. I was very like in being in the group, I was kind of like, do I even really belong here? Like everyone's talking about, they're so focused and they're so like matter of fact and on it. I'm going through this whole like experience where I don't even know really like, do I want to do this? Like, I just don't know. I'm in this weird zone. And he looks me square in my eye and he just softly says, leader of the holistic world. Mm. And I was like, and it was like, there was a, such a deep knowing 
And it just like, I'm just remembering that like, yeah, and seeing all the pivot points that I've gone through, bringing the holistic framework of the human experience and transformation all together. And that speaks really to what you were saying before about like reflections from others that are at your level and how easy it is for us to discount our own greatness, our own genius, because we compare ourselves to other people like, oh, he's so solid in his money game and his 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 business. He's way beyond me. But it's like, wait a minute. I have so much life experience in my chosen my chosen direction that that that's it's just not it's not comparable it's a different focus it's a different mastery in a different area and i have a lot to gain from that individual they have a lot to gain from me so it's like bringing back the worthiness bringing back the correct perspective of our own journey and then that being reflected by somebody else that um can see us is just so powerful yeah yeah so feeling that, Ronnie, really feeling that. Yeah, and it it's also shows the generosity um, of your fellow, of, of, a, of a peer, right? Yeah. To see that and to recognize that and to to give that medicine for your soul. You know, you know how good it is to, to, to feel. And you never forget those moments. You're like, you will relive that moment, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. That, that's power. You know, it's really power. And, um, and then you realize that forcing anything is the most inefficient way to lead. <laughs> You're like, I like how you said you take your attention off. If it doesn't flow, just completely redirect, completely let go and, and just see. And eventually you just drop all the seeking, you know, and you live from the answer. I love teaching. So Wayne Dyer, you know, he says living as if living from the answer, you know, just take a shortcut, cultivate the state of being that you desire to experience. For me, every day, I desire to be useful to the Mm. whole. This is the ultimate thing I go after every day. Am I being fully useful to the whole? That's it. You know, and I, right now, it's so funny, Ronnie, because I, um, I, I oversee, I parent, you know, like you give birth to the creation and then you got to parent your creation. You got to grow them up. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you actually have to steward the thing that you created. Yes. To be a steward. So always have these stewardship opportunities, but, and my calendar is purposefully very, very spacious. I love you that. Know? very spacious because if I really desire to be useful to the whole, I get to have space on my calendar to get the last minute assignment, go be here, go talk to this person, you know, but I, I listen, right? I, I receive instructions, I implement them. Even it, it, it reached the point, Ronnie, that I don't choose my own courses anymore. I get divine instructions. Wow. When I was in Egypt, the last day on my trip to Egypt, I received an instruction from the God of Wisdom Thoth to create the program Sovereign Mind. He woke me up in the middle of the night. It was 5 a.m. And all I heard through my right ear, which I received transmission through the right ear, Sovereign Mind. It was like such a voice of Thoth. And that's it. It was like, okay, I got instruction. I go straight to work on that. No, no, no. We just trust, you know, and that's, that's where I find myself right now. You know, it's because I surrendered my personal will to the divine. Everything, all the assignment comes from infinite space. 
And I just get to trust it and go one step at a time, leaning on all my knowledge on all my training that is so useful in this beautiful state of continuous surrender, continuous let go. And then these creations are so um, timely for the community. People say, well, how did you know that we really needed this? This was exactly what I needed in my life. Like, I didn't know. I got an instruction. Mm-hmm. All I did, I just followed the instruction and fulfilled on it. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's that's so perfect. And I think that's a perfect place to create a, a conclusion to this incredible conversation. How incredible, how timely, how rich, how multi, uh, yeah, versatile this entire talk has been with you. Um, so much, so much to take away from this. So deeply grateful for you and your embodiment and all that you bring to the world. And um, if anyone wants to find out more about you, your work, your courses, everything that you're sharing, how, how should they do that? I'm so excited for this question because I, (laughs) (laughs) Ronnie, after three years of not having a website, I just, um, it, it, it just got born, born and released. So it's katarinasatori.com, www.katarinasatori.com. My brand new baby over there, shining in its glory. The website is, is there. And of course, I am on Facebook on my personal page pretty much every day except Saturday. I take Saturday as a personal day. Uh, but I'm, I'm on Facebook every day sharing and inspiring. And that's the lighthouse. My personal mm-hmm. Facebook page is the lighthouse where people can always count that it's going to be something useful, something inspiring, something kind, you know, like oasis of light. And uh, so those two places, people can find me. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, as always, deep pleasure and honor to be with you. I loved every moment of this, Ronnie. Thank you so much. Mm, It's my honor and pleasure. (laughs) Bye. And thank you, everybody who was watching us. Yes. Thank all of you, as always. Look forward to uh, looking at the feedback and uh, continue to be of service. Bye, Ronnie. I hope you enjoyed this fascinating episode of the Holistic Health and Human Potential show. Before you head off, I want to invite you to go to my website for further podcast episodes and tons of free content on holistic health, natural nutrition, and human potential. Please go to www.ronnielandis.net to find out how to take your health and your life to the next level. And also, I want to encourage you to leave a five-star review for this podcast on our iTunes page, which will help me in my mission to get these inspiring messages to millions of people throughout the world. I thank you so much for your support, and I look forward to continuing to provide amazing conversations and content on holistic health and human potential.